All topics covered here are for conversational purposes only and do not constitute financial advice. Please contact Mulcahy Co. to receive advice on all matters from one of our professionals. Hello listeners, welcome to the next episode of the FS360 podcast. You're here with host Gavin Nash and today I'm joined by our partner in our accounting team in Ballarat, Luke Nother. G'day Luke. Hey Gav, nice to be here. Now, thanks for joining us mate. Today we've got uh, a very... Uh, interesting topic to go through because it sort of affects a lot of people um and it's one of the things that if you don't do it right um it can actually cost you a fair bit of money um next financial year which is the topic for today's tax planning so just give us a bit of a from your point of view Luke. you've been doing this for a long time you're sort of partner here now at um Mulcanco Ballarat so what is tax planning if you could sum it up for everybody out there yeah tax planning is sort of that pre-30 June look at your financial position where you're currently sitting and come up with a bit of a plan of, well, what is it looking like right now and what can I do to make it look a little bit better? So tax planning, as it says in its very first title, is it's, it's mainly focused on tax. But from there, it's also saying, well, 1st of July is a really good time to make changes to businesses, change structures and those sort of things. So it's saying, well, let's get organised for 1st of July as well rather than just say, okay, I want a really low tax bill. Let's get organised for the next financial year as well. So you said things like new entities, that sort of stuff. Often it's cleaner and, and neater if you sort of start a new business or you, if you're acquiring a business and you buy it and take it over to sort of make it all happen on the 1st of July. Um, we're recording this around the end of May. Is it kind of too late to be doing that sort of thing, do you think, with a month to go? or Not really. Um, those sort of things can happen quite rapidly these days. A lot of uh, new companies and things can be set up in like business set up, yeah, and ABN mat- numbers, and yeah, a yep. matter of a few days. Where it used to be, sort of, it took you a month to get those things organised. Obviously, yep. finance. If finance is involved, that can take a little bit longer, depending on what you're doing. Um, but besides that, there's plenty, plenty of things you can do with a month or a bit over a month to go. Yep, yep. So it, um, let's focus on the tax part. Um, so why is it important to do it each year? Why is it important to think about? Uh, and analyse your numbers prior to June 30. Yeah, so if you think of um, your tax planning and your tax return in, in sort of two different ways, your tax return is really a summary of what's happened over the last year. So once that's happened, it's just a record of what's already happened. You can't change it, you can't do anything about it. It's a whole it. lot of totals, that's profit it. and loss statement, that sort of thing. Yep. Yeah, if you, go, you can't get to the end of your tax return and say, geez, I wish I did something different then, it's too late. So tax planning is really saying, well, let's get on the front foot, Let's uh, plan to do something better with my tax this year. And that's where it comes back to two stages of tax planning. Let's get up to date to say what is your tax position right now. Then let's estimate what happens between now and 30 June. Then you come up with your ballpark tax figure and say, well, here are the three, four, five different things that I can do now to make that a better position for me. So when you say better position, it could be for a small business. Let's say uh, you're not in business or you've never done this before out there and you're listening. Um, could that be buying a new piece of equipment or something or um, or bringing an expense forward to this financial year if you're going to be paying a little bit of tax to, to sort of lower that tax payable? Yeah, of course. So majority of businesses and, and people who operate their tax systems on a, on a cash basis. So what that means is you pay tax on the income that you earn or when you get paid. It also means that tax deductions are in the time that you get paid, not when you've pre-ordered them and things like that. It's when you've actually paid them. So often the, the first two points to look at is, one, well, 
is there some way that potentially some of my income could be pushed into the next financial year to form part of that tax liability? And also, if I've got expenses that I know I'm going to incur early in July, August, September, well, is it better off to be paying for them in June? Yep, this year. Yeah, yep. that's right. And so that's an interesting one because if someone's ordered a vehicle or some equipment or um, something to be delivered to the workplace, you know, and it's not going to be delivered till September, well, quite often they're not paying for it until September. Mm-hmm. So that's going to form part of next year's for, you know, financial year's tax. Not this year. So sometimes there's options to prepay, isn't there, with um, different suppliers and whatever. So, But as you say, probably the main thing for you guys, getting everything up to date because yeah. that's sometimes the challenge, isn't it? You know, everyone's busy in their business and the accountant rings up, come on, let's get all those thing, uh, expenses ticked off and um, so that we can sort of see what your tax position is. Yeah, of course. No one likes a nasty surprise at the end of the year where you say, well, here's your tax bill and it's a lot higher than what you expected, where if you can have a, a preconceived idea of what that's going to look like, and know that if you do these things, well, this is what it's going to look like after that and be comfortable and budget for your year moving forward on what your tax expense should be sitting there available for you to spend Yep. and what's your money and what's the tax man's money. It's funny, Luke, uh, you know, I might be the dream client here because I get an email from, you know, the guys here for my accounting and I, and I can't, this time of year, I can't action it as fast as I can, give them back what they need because I know that June 30 is coming up and they need time to sort of consider things, not just throw it all in on June 30 and hope for the best. So um, ho- hopefully some of your clients are doing that for you, Luke. Uh, you know, Seeing your emails or phone calls and reacting to them and getting you the – it might be the tax invoice or let's just get your, your zero up to date or whatever it is. So do you find sort of that that's top of people's priority list when they're clients or is it sort of do you have to push them a little bit? Yeah, of course. Look, obviously different people have different timelines of when their uh, time is available, but this time of year is really the time, you know, we have clients who like to get onto it early and then we've already done the work and already know where their position's sitting and so they have plenty of time to action any points that they need. But then we have clients who are getting their information together now and, and we'll have clients who will ring us a week out before the end of June and, and that's what they do. And look, we can obviously manage as, as many as we can and it's really probably earlier is always better for us because yep. it is a, quite a busy time. But yeah, it's never too late until uh, 12 o'clock on June 30. June 30. So you're saying you're at the desk until midnight on time. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say in that. Because my, in my experience here, most people knock off about normal time and they have a few beers. It's sort of like the, the accountant's night out, isn't it? Yeah, June look, 30. it's uh, New Year's Eve, isn't it? You yeah. A bit of a countdown. And yeah, you're uh, probably, but then it gets busy again for you guys because all of a sudden some people uh, may want their tax return done almost immediately. You know, As soon as they've got their group certificates and whatever, they want to get in and get it done. So yeah. July probably remains pretty busy for you. Yeah, it is. Look, obviously, and like I said, often um, there's changes that are going to be put in place on that 1st of July or early July period. So once that ticks over, we need to get organised if there's businesses changing over entities or new people coming in, exiting businesses, buying businesses, those sort of things. So So I suppose the um, lesson for all the listeners out there is react to your accountant this time of year because it's a good time. They're under the pump. They're trying to get all their clients the best tax result they can. So I suppose the idea is to react to what they're after. Look, if it means sitting down on that Sunday afternoon and getting all your, you know, um, receipts together, whatever you're doing, just, you know, let's just get it done so that we can sort of get your best possible tax planning outcome. Luke, we've been over some things that businesses can do. So things like, you know, um, we just spoke about bringing the payment forward uh, or, or deferring some of the income uh, if possible, etc. Is tax planning just for businesses or can individuals tax plan as well? 
Of course, individuals can tax plan. Everyone has a tax return that they need to prepare for. Um, it's obviously mainly targeted at businesses because they have a lot of bit more flexibility with their income and their expenses. But that doesn't mean someone on a salary and wage earner can't do anything about their tax position for the end of the year. Um, and coming to mind, the first one that every person can consider is superannuation contributions. Right. Now, those can obviously, uh, the rules sort of changed a few years ago where it, you know, it had to be salary sacrificed through your wage. But now anyone can put a lump sum in before the end of the year, depending on a few age limits, um, and really save themselves some tax. So am I right in thinking that if you, let's say, you contribute $1,000 to your super, does that come off your taxable income and then you're only taxed on your, your wage minus $1,000? Is that how it works? Yeah, 100%. So yep. if you're in a tax bracket of, say, the average tax bracket's 34.5%, so if you're putting in $1,000 into your superannuation fund, well, you're going to get a tax refund back of that amount of money, being $345. Right, okay. Yep, that's a Obvi nice simple way of explaining it. Yeah. Yeah, obviously the money that goes into your super fund will be taxed at 15%, but 15% is a lot lower than 34.5%. And if you are up in that higher tax bracket, tax bracket, what's the high one after that? Is it 46 or? It goes up to 39% with your Medicare, and yep. then it goes up to 47 Yeah, 47 So, look, if you're up there, that's a distinct saving, you know. And, if, and let's difference. say that the $1,000, let's say you can put in $10,000, well, it becomes a... Saving in the thousands, doesn't it? Yeah, so that's right. It's all obviously always important to remember your contribution caps and the amount of money you can put in. Um, so before making any decisions, make sure you're talking to your accountant or your financial planner. Yep, yep. Because uh, certain super funds will have different yeah, rules around that sort of stuff. So, yeah, that's good advice. Is there anything else individuals can do other than the super, Luke? Or is it sort of like, you know, if they were, if they were to buy some you know uniform items or yeah. anything like that? or It's also, yeah, looking back to say, well, Every person also has personal deductions that they can put through their tax return. So yep. if they've got work-related expenses that they know they're going to incur or need to incur in the next sort of coming financial year, why don't they do that before the end of the year? And that might be you know, a new laptop or buying in uniform items or resources, books, those sort of things. Yep, yep, textbooks. Or you might even be able to prepay for a conference coming up or something that's going to be your personal expense, but it's work-related. So yeah, of course. Um, any of those. And look, there's rules around all that stuff, I suppose, as well. Like, you can't claim all your, you know, your, your Nike your trainers unless you're going to be putting, you know, company logos on them or whatever. So I think you've got to be uh, careful. But that's where, you know, um, I suppose our conversation today, mate, is just to alert people to the fact that tax planning can be for businesses and individuals. But, um, you know, always have a chat back to your accountant or financial planner for, you know, any of those specifics, I suppose. That's right. Yeah. Look, you can never be too organised with your own personal financial affairs. There's nothing wrong with calling your accountant just to say hello and see what's going on in, in their world and, and they can ask what's going on in yours and often from there you'll come up with something that's very useful. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the thing, I think I think um, rightly or wrongly, you know, uh, some people see their accountant as uh, something that has to be done, you know, in the background and once a year, you know, but really um, good businesses will be sort of running things past their accountant throughout the year, you know, uh, potential purchases, even ideas. You've got to remember these accountants, um, Luke, I don't have to tell you this, but for our listeners, but the accountants see a lot of other businesses, you know, and a lot of other individuals. So they see what other people have been able to achieve in their business and they'll, they'll be kind of full of ideas for that sort of stuff. So I suppose keeping in touch with your accountant throughout the whole year is a good, a good tax planning thing, whether it's September, December, March, you know, whichever quarter it is. So I suppose... As we get into June 30, you know, your, 
your business or your individual tax position is a bit, bit better known, isn't it? Because you've got all your income in and you know what you're doing. So now's a good time to get in and, and see the guys. So how, how does individuals or um, businesses, do they sort of make an appointment with you guys this time of year, mate, with COVID and everything? Or are we doing things over the phone or via Zoom calls? Or Yeah, obviously COVID changed a little bit of the way we do things, but it probably didn't eliminate any ways to contacting us. It, it more just opened up different avenues so we're open for appointments phone calls zoom calls face to face whichever suits the clients yep uh, on their time frame and, and all those sort of things so yep happy to st- speak to me in any way it's funny isn't it like i think the um covid stuff has made people consider those other uh ways of communicating more than they n- normally would have you know i think um i mean i've got a couple of old clients luke that older um, people who yeah would never have jumped on a Zoom call, like what Zoom you know or Skype or whatever, um, but even a phone call these days seem you seem to get through a lot in a phone call rather than oh, okay drive your car up to here we've got to do it after work you know let's all sit down in an office you know so it can be even more efficient I suppose yeah you finding that in your team yeah definitely look I was probably always uh, a fan of the face to face meeting and and talking to people in in person but. Since COVID's hit, I'm finding a lot of people who I would have said um, probably wanted that as well are happy to just do it over the phone or, or do those Zoom calls. So I think it's become a part of life that everyone's now accustomed to. And I think um, I remember the early days of Skype, you know, Skyping friends that lived overseas and whatever. It was a horrible experience. <laughs> the technology wasn't really up to it and, you know, there'd be buffering happening and then someone would say, oh, can you repeat that, mate? I can't hear cameras low quality but i think these days a lot of the laptops you know even phones i have clients sometimes will zoom on on a phone um or do a facetime call if we're both on iphones so but the quality of everything's a lot better so even nuances like picking up someone's mood or facial expression like you would normally do face to face can be done pretty simply you know over the, the the digital so um yeah, it certainly has i think the covid's happened but i think if covid happened five years ago the technology wouldn't have been as good as it could have been um, now. And, yeah, we would have struggled a bit, I reckon. Um, Luke, wanted to move on to if there's any particular elements of the tax planning that are really sort of topical this year only, uh, especially with COVID and some of the government incentives, et cetera. Um, has there been anything that people should keep an eye on coming into June 30 that is kind of new for this year? Yeah, obviously... Uh with the, go- the budget obviously just being through, and I know we're going to do an episode on that, um, but there are some really, really great incentives being out there for small businesses that can really impact how their tax position looks this year, next year, and then the year after. So it's probably making sure that we're looking at what they are and how they'll impact each business. Now, uh, the most important one and probably the one that we're seeing most significantly impacting businesses is the instant asset write-off. Right, just take us through that, Luke, just for the listeners that don't know what that is. Yeah, so essentially for pretty much every small business that's under $5 billion turnover... That's that's us. ...which is pretty <laughs> much every small business, um, any new plant equipment that they purchase, they get a 100% tax deduction in the year that they purchase it. So this year. Whereas in the past, you would have to uh, depreciate that over a number of years. That's right, yeah. You wouldn't get that full tax benefit in that one year. It'd be stretched over the sort of lifetime of that asset. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's probably the number one. Is, does that cause a little few... I was talking about the other accounts here the other week. Does that cause a few kind of extra considerations then for next year, the year after, the year after? Because you don't actually have... You might buy a vehicle, say, mm-hmm. or a piece of equipment that's worth, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. 
and you're getting a great benefit of it this year, but then you've got nothing to claim next year or the year after. So is that sort of something that people need to keep an eye on? Yeah, of course. Look, it's really great tax planning from the government. They're not really giving up anything that they weren't already going to get. They're just getting it a bit, giving it to you a bit earlier. Earlier, so, yeah. Yeah, look, it is. And as part of this instant asset write-off, a lot of small businesses will be using what we call a small business general pool, where yep. all their assets form part of this balance. Now, if their turnover is below $10 million, which, again, most small businesses it is, then they can write off all their assets, the entire balance of that pool in this one year, which is great if they've got high taxable incomes to offset. But again, it may push them even further down into a position that maybe they didn't need, which impacts next year and the year after. And am I right in understanding the instant tax write-off is a mandatory? You have to take that this year. You can't opt to take it the old way. Is that right? Yeah, that's 100% correct. Look, there are some very small considerations when they wouldn't apply, but as a general rule, you'd have to say, yes, they do apply across the board. So... It may be that the tax planning isn't around just this year. It's saying, well, okay, this year the tax is looking okay, but you need to keep in mind for next year, maybe we need to be banking on a bit more tax to be paid the year after. Yep. But I suppose if you're planning for that, and that then you you know you don't get a shock in June 2022, uh, this time next year, when you're sort of going, oh, gee, last year was awesome. What are the mulcahy accountants doing up there? Because this year is shocking. But I suppose that's what tax planning is, not just for June 30 this year. It's for, well, how does this affect things for projections you know two three four years down the track so um w- apart from the instant tax write-off is there anything else in there in there at the minute that we should be looking at yeah so another new sort of interesting uh incentive that the government's come out with uh, the loss carry back rules for companies now historically if you uh generated a tax loss in your company well that tax loss would carry forward to offset future profits now what the government's actually come out and done is they're saying well we realise that a lot of companies have actually caused and generated losses in the years where COVID's obviously affected their businesses. So rather than making them wait another financial year to get the tax benefits of those losses, we'll allow them to carry them back. So if in the previous financial year they actually paid tax, we can carry those losses back to offset the tax that they've already paid, essentially giving them a tax refund of the money that they've already paid for this financial year. Right, okay. Yeah, so it's a significantly probably different and we've never really seen anything too similar to this and I think it's a great incentive. Um, So from that paired with the asset write-off, it may be a position where there's no tax to be paid this year plus you may be getting a bit of a refund back from the year before. Yeah, that's amazing, isn't it? Because I suppose... um it might also help with things like your, you know, that the instant tax write-off stuff. If you had a couple of big pieces of equipment this year, that you can bring over some, you know, some profits from the other years. And how does that work, Luke? Is that kind of generally, in general terms, is that kind of paid back as kind of cash, or does it stay as a as a credit with the tax office? Or yeah, it's a it's a cash tax refund. It's it's refundable as you yep. can get. Yep, that's great, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be that'll be massive for some businesses who had big two thousand and nineteen years. Um, you know, and COVID hit and they might have went in the toilet like a lot of businesses did. But, um, yeah, that's something to look forward to, isn't it, for those yeah, guys? Yeah, great great, uh, great initiative and I think something that many businesses operating through those structures should be definitely considering. And you've been around long enough, mate, to know, remember the GFC. So is, nothing like this came out back then for the for the GFC sort of in, in initiatives that happened? No, nothing about these sort of carry-back provisions. So I think it's quite uh, a great Unique, haven't seen it before, yeah. So yeah. I noticed that um, talking uh, Scott Morrison talking on the budget last week about um, 
that the COVID crisis has had 30 times more impact on the Australian economy than the GFC did. So I think we all kind of see these dips in the market over the years, you know, GFC and, you know, whatever. Um, and the recession I think we had in the mid-90s. Uh, this one's a big one. You know, so I suppose yeah. we see these extra things happening, uh, f- incentives from the government, because, you know, otherwise we're all in a bit of trouble, aren't we? So that's great, Luke. Is there anything else that you wanted to add as far as that businesses should be thinking for for this year? Yeah, and, and probably going back to maybe not nothing new or unique, it's probably going back to the basics to say, well, let's review what your current operating structure is are you a sole trader who should now be looking at a company are, yep. are you a partnership that should be now in a family trust uh, is there new people coming involved in your business which would mean you need to have a bit more asset security yep. a bit more of a solid structure that impacts sort of the two different families groups or individuals involved in the business so like i said end of june start of july is a really good time to implement those those timings and they don't always have to be around saving tax it can be about having a better asset protection but also making your business a bit more sustainable long term yep yep and you know if there's businesses you know uh, mature businesses out there that we work with every day luke here and uh yeah, you think you bring on a partner or you bring on you know or you're going to um bring on a, a experienced staff member to become a sort of semi-business owner um you know that july one's a good time to do it isn't it and I suppose with the legal team being in the same building here, Luke, we can kind of assist with some of those, um, that, that sort of business structuring as well, can't we? Yeah, of course. Obviously, we try and make it uh, as collaborative as we can between the accountant and, and the solicitors to make sure that all businesses are being considered from all different sort of aspects. You can kind of benefit from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So back to basics. So we're talking about the so the key things for this year is the instant tax write off, the carry back, if I could. Yeah, losses carry, carry back. Losses carry back yeah. um, for. Um, previous profits um, that you can get back as cash, which is awesome. And then, yeah, back maybe back to the basics of business structure and other things like that that we can think about. So I suppose so tax planning that we started this episode, uh, most people just think tax planning is just purely about your income tax. Yeah. Um, but it's actually qu- quite a bit more about the planning side, not just the tax side, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. It's 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 making that sort of review point before the, the new financial year and saying it's your new year's resolution, isn't it? It's saying, well, what have I done this year that worked really well? What hasn't gone really well? What can we improve on? And, and often involving your accountant you know, or your financial planner in that decision is, is the way to go. Best way to go. Gee, I can imagine if the financial year finished on December 31, we'd be in a bit of trouble, wouldn't we? Yep. Imagine trying to chase people up after <laughs> Boxing Day to get some you know, receipts or organise some planning or whatever. That'd be tough. So I suppose it's coming at a good time. Yes. It's winter. Everyone's sort of working anyway. Yep. So why not? So, Well, that's great, Luke. Thank you. Um, I've got a couple of uh, admin uh, things to go through for the listeners out there. We've actually um, been promoting on our socials this week, Luke, that we've actually got four positions available in the group at the minute. So um, they're all on our careers page at molk.com.au slash careers um what's in the main menu as well so um yeah any, anyone from an accountant we've got a financial planner we've got our front receptionist and a, and a customer service manager so there's lots um there if anyone wanted to join the team here mate um we've got some positions available so a lot of that is just due to growth you know i think um covid sort of meant that you know there's been a lot more to do uh the, i know the team's grown here for sure in that last 18 months so um and we always post those position guys on if they don't go and seek always, they're always on our careers page. So jump on there and have a bit of a look. Um, but Luke, I've got a little special thing to finish off with, which is called our win of the week. 
So Luke loves my little bit of music there. So this is a little wrap on the uh, little pat on the back for the marketing team. This is my team here, but um, we've just launched a brand new online store, Luke, for a client. Great so news. this is a interesting uh, client. They're called uh, www.rjframing.com.au. So RJ Framing are a local um, Western District Victorian based company. Very interesting though, because they actually frame your university certificate. So oh, wow. that, that's what they're into. So they, yeah. So if you've got your university certificate sitting in the, you know, in the filing cabinet at home, and you think, oh, that that degree that I worked so hard for, or that masters, I wouldn't mind getting that up on the wall. So they've got specific framing, for and they've got you know, um, kind of arrangements going with different universities, so they can use the official university crest and things like that on the mount board. So um, really good local business, and they've got a Australia wide um, shipping and whatever for their online store that we've developed here using Shopify. So that's great. a little win of the week. Great work, Gav. Sometimes they take a bit of time, Luke, those online stores. They, yeah. um, this one took about four months probably. Wow. Because uh, on and off because the client's got to have time to work on it. But also um, there's a lot of what um, Adam, my web developer here, calls conditional logic. So there's a lot of, okay, well, if I choose that frame and then that certificate, which mm-hmm. if I do those two things, then the system works out that I'm going to um, – be charged this price so there's a little bit of that that goes on um and also with online stores just a little thing for people that aren't sure that um there's always some things like terms and conditions shipping policy privacy policy there's a few of those things that we need to assist with in the background that people don't that don't really often realize so but yeah so if anyone's out there and they've got your university certificate needs framing rjframing.com.au jump on the online store and it can be delivered to your door well, thanks, Luke. Thanks for today, mate. No worries, Gav. Thanks Being for having good. me. And um, are we allowed to ask what happened to the wrist? Ru- no, Luke's you're not allowed to ask. Luke's sitting here with a plaster on his wrist, so I don't actually know what it is. Dislocated thumb. Oh, but, really? Um, we'll move on from that. Is that playing footy or not? Yeah, trying to play football. Hopefully I'm retired now. Yeah. <laughs> retirement, it all comes to us, mate, like a cliff face sometimes. You just fall off the retirement at the end of playing sport. Oh, well, thanks, Luke, for today. Really in- informative and... Um, uh, thanks for joining us and um, we'll see you all in the next episode. Thanks Thank you. You've been listening to the FS360 podcast brought to you by Mulcahy Co. Financial Security 360 is at the centre of what we do at Mulcahy Co. If you'd like to speak to one of our professionals about a range of individual and business needs, give us a call.